And welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. This week, I am chatting to the man, the myth, the maverick, Mr. Jason Williamson of Sleaford Mods. He's not actually a myth. I just wanted to use that phrase. He is, however, a bit of a maverick, fronting the Nottingham band from obscurity through to acclaimed success with their gritty, abrasive style of minimalist electronic punk hop, exploring the mundane and the downtrodden. Uh, The new retrospective album, All That Glue, came out Friday like an arrow to the bullseye, straight into the heart of their adoring fans. It is bloody brilliant. Jason chats, beginnings, expectations, success, and those Instagram videos we are all so obsessed with uh, a little later on in the show. But mods aren't alone in the Rough Trade edit this week. We have new music from Jason Isbell, Nick Hakim and Perfume Genius. Plus, I'll also be putting the spotlight on the new album from I Break Horses. I hope you're all doing really, really well, that you're staying healthy, staying sane and taking each week as it comes. If you have been watching our Rough Trade transmissions over on our Instagram channel, hope you've really been enjoying all the wonderful music, chat and kind of music discovery to be found there. The Beths actually played a set for us which went up on the weekend and it is pretty flipping amazing. So if you want an entry point, I can fully recommend that one. There's loads of hits in there and it's just a really great escape for 20 minutes. So into music picks this week. And first up, I'm going to focus on Jason Isbell. And the 400 unit are back with album reunions. So this was recorded in Nashville. Jason Isbell, of course, a Grammy Award winner. Um, And this album tells haunting tales of ghosts past and present with an alluring infatuation for revisited tradition. It's brilliantly lyrical Americana, this record. And I'd say it's for fans both old and new. So if you're new to Jason Isbell, I think this is a really great place to start. Check out this one from the album. This is Overseas. Perfume Genius and new record Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. This is the fifth album from the LA-based music maker exploring and subverting concepts of masculinity and traditional roles while also introducing decidedly American musical influences. Some wonderfully bright pop songs on here and um, yeah, check out the steel guitar on this track. It's called Without You. You know it's been such a long, long time Without you And we have the wonderful Nick Hakim with Will This Make Me Good. So Nick is back and delivers a lack of boundaries and a strong sense of intuition on his new record as he dives once again into his own songwriting, 
We've got woozy psychedelic soul dripping and flowing throughout this record. It's effortlessly cool, as is Nick. Please do go and uh, check our transmission with him, actually, that is live on our Instagram TV. He did a, a wonderful DJ set uh, exclusively for us, and it's just... It's so great. I fully recommend going and checking that out. Some top, top tunes on there. So thank you very much, Nick, for that one. And yeah, check out this track from the new album. It's the wonderfully titled Crumpy. Finally, and the new one from I Break Horses, new album Warnings offers up something a little bit different from Maria Linden with an emphasis on instrumental and very cinematic music. So Warnings is very intimate, it's expansive, it's sumptuous, it's full of these dramatic and really dreamy sound worlds and it's an album to become utterly submerged in. Um, It's super beautiful, I'd say you could play it really, really loud or super, super soft and it will just sweep you up and not let you go. Here's my favourite from this one. This is called I Live at Night. So that wraps another round of Rough Trade Edit selections this week. Also, check out the new album from Mark Lanigan. And if the music ain't enough Lanigan for you, he also has a new book out, his memoir, Sing Backwards and Weep, which is a gritty, brutal and very raw account of the mid-80s alternative scene in Seattle. And by all accounts, it is not one to miss. I can't wait to get stuck into that one myself. I just need to... uh Get a copy from roughtrade.com, guys. Um, next up, I caught up with Jason Williamson, of course, of the mighty Sleaford Mods on the eve of the release of new retrospective album, All That Glue. I will catch you in the next show. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, enjoy this one. Jason, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat to us in what is a pretty bizarre world at the moment. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for inviting me. And yes, it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit weird. But how's lockdown been treating you? I see you've been doing a bit of baking. Bit of baking, yeah. If you can call it that. Um, Yes, all right. (laughs) We'd just be trying to like keep busy. Yeah. You know, it would be silly to deny that we've been trying to use this stuff to promote the album, you know, uh, yeah. because in part we have, but, um, you know, the other side of it is just, uh, just trying to have a laugh, you know what I mean? And keep a presence online that isn't just some boring music promo, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, and you know, we don't anyway. We're quite. We're always putting daft videos up. So yeah. lockdown has given us free reign on uh, you know exploring our imagination, so to speak. Yeah. And how's Andrew doing? Have you guys made up since uh, he chose Graham Norton over yourself? No, no, I'm still not speaking to him. I've blocked him on all social platforms as well. So uh, he just we just communicate via our manager at the minute. Okay. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all right. I think he's, he's doing okay, I think. He's uh, sending new music through, so that's really good. And we're talking about stuff, uh, talking about like a new album, you know, getting into a mindset of what, we, what we're looking for. You know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, but presumably the uh, the Netflix deal for Late Night with Jason is in discussions. Um, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Uh, because it will be a travesty if not. You know. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're away. Me, me, and my uh, partner, wife, manager, stroke manager Claire are you know sat on the sofa waiting for that email but um as of yet we've uh, we haven't received anything okay well hopefully someone listening to this will give them a nudge yes yes i yes, hope so we all need it i don't think i'm alone when i say i'm like pretty obsessed with it um, oh are you? yeah it's great because it's so kind of condensed you can watch it like five times in a row yeah. and feel really content with it yeah this is it it's not a long drawn out thing is it it's yeah. kind of you know disposable bang there you go very instant much like uh online life in general isn't it i guess oh yeah great representation of that but i also love the um the videos of you dancing in rough train nottingham all right yeah um <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder why some artists spend so much money on fancy videos when that's just as great i think some artists probably need fancy videos because they're quite fancy you know that's but nice. we're not are we and it's like we're not really fancy at all uh you know, we're looking into ways of trying to be fancy, but there isn't many options. <laughs> so so uh, nothing that will suit us. So I think these videos really, you know, are kind of, it's what you almost expect from us, I guess, you know what I mean? But, um, but at the same time now, I think um, there's a lot to be said for just using what you have around you, you know. And uh, someone, someone with a, you know, a little bit of equipment. It's all about imagination, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah. Trying not to alienate yourself from people, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I never will forget when you were doing the Eating Alive promo, I saw that video of you just picking up some dog shit and promoting the record, which <laughs> stuff <laughs> work, so it definitely works. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, they, they all fall, the themes that we use and what we are about are quite, it is, you know, a bit kitchen sink in it and very, you know, toilet-esque, hence all of the imagery around all that glue and, and stuff like that. So, you know, stuff like that comes quite e quickly, really, you know. Yeah, but it works and it's, you know, it's, it's what you guys are about, as you say, so it's, sure. it's very real. And I think that's something that really connects with fans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're actually speaking on the eve of the release. It's a collection of, I think, 22 tracks. Uh-huh. Running the last seven years of mods, plus some incredible B-sides and also some unreleased material. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of ask how long this has been in the works, because obviously you had Eaten Live come out last year. So was yeah. it 
something that's kind of been bubbling away for some time or has it kind of come about since then? Uh, it came about just afterwards uh, when we, um, it, it was always in the mindset. Uh, it has been for a couple of years actually, but um, we just didn't know. We, we obviously just constantly at it on the go. So it was just trying to find a time when we could do it. And after eating alive and um, after getting back with Rough Trade, before we'd signed back with Rough Trade, we were like, um, you know, we've got this idea about releasing a uh, retrospective. Yeah. Uh, and we were really into it. So we just, we just built on the idea, uh, you know, sort of a few months back, really. It took about a week to do the track listing after getting all the stuff sent through from Andrew from the unreleased stuff. It's like 10 unreleased tracks. Um, so it's quite a lot, really, you know what I mean? So it was just looking through and just deciding what we wanted to do with it. We're not a great stiz band, you know what I mean? And, or, you know, we could have done a singles album, but that would have been a bit boring, you know? So uh, obviously we're not a great stiz band, so we just thought we'd do something a little bit more collectible, you know what I mean? A bit more of a, uh, a uh, you know, a, a, an item for, for people that really like the band, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always think it's really great because it's, obviously an incredible collection for existing Ross fans, but I think it also acts as like a really great introduction, I suppose, for anyone who might be new yeah. to you guys. Yeah. It's always really daunting when somebody recommends you bad or artists who already have like a really heavy catalogue of music and you kind of don't know where to begin with it. This is how we felt about it as well, yeah. You know, it's a great introductory piece for other territories we haven't gigged in, you know, um, Australia, which we went to this year, actually, and then, you know, going back to America, which, you know, we need to, we need to start building on again, you know what I mean? Uh, a sort of relationship over there, live relationship. Uh, but obviously that went to pot with the pandemic. But, um, but yeah, you know, it is a, a bit of an ambassador for, for the back catalogue, really. Yeah. Did, when we were putting it together, did it, I guess it acted maybe as a bit of a trip down memory lane? certainly for the, the back did you, yeah. did you kind of notice maybe things from your early stuff that you hadn't noticed when you were actually recording it? Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I mean, a lot of those early stuff, uh, you know, the early, the early recordings in any band that kind of gets anywhere, you know, that picks up traction and becomes popular, you know, a lot of people have uh, tend to say that the earlier stuff is the best. Mm. Um, but, you know, I mean, we've carried on, we've got better as we've carried on, I think. But that naivety from the early tracks really appealed to me. It's, it's kind of what fueled those, you know, fueled them, gave them their power is that naivety and the, the first bursts of, uh, um, you know, getting your anger out and, and getting somewhere. That all, that all dressed those early songs up. Um, so it was nice to experience that again, do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do you think putting the collection together will affect or maybe inform in any way what you're doing next or what you're going to be doing next? I don't know. Um, I've not really, I don't think I've joined the two up. Probably subconsciously it might, I don't know. Um, but we've been playing some of those tunes live, we did in Australia. And um, it was nice to play the early stuff live again, you know. Yeah. And it's got a real ferocious punk, punk sort of feel to it. Uh, will, that, will that influence, you know, sort of transfer into new stuff? I don't know. It might do. Uh, but generally speaking, 
although I like those early songs, they're not, it, I'm not, I wouldn't regard myself as being currently influenced by them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you went to Australia at the beginning of the year. I think was that, your, that was your first time touring there. Right. right. Is it kind of weird going somewhere where you don't know what the reaction is going to be, perhaps? Um, well, all the sold out. So we went out to virtually a sold out tour, yeah. uh, which, you know, we thought was brilliant. And, you know, a couple of extra dates had to be had it, added. So we knew it was going to be good. But obviously people are, they've got their preconceptions about what you're going to be like live. So it could all fall on its arse, you know what I mean? But it didn't. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah. um, what, a, what an absolutely brilliant country. We went there New, uh, and to New Zealand, Tasmania. It was wicked. Yeah. My brother actually lives in Tasmania. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Have you been out there? I've been to Australia, but I haven't been to see him since he's been in Taz. But my parents oh. went. They got back just before, probably like you guys did, literally just before everything shut down um, back in Feb. So, yeah, I'm very jealous. But it feels even further away now that there's literally no way of getting there at the moment. But, um, oh, yeah. And it, I mean, it felt far away having everything connected, let alone. So this isolation, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when this lifts, you should, uh, if you get the time, go over. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm really excited too. That'd be great. So I guess off the back of seeing that reaction in Australia, you obviously had the big US tour planned. Uh -huh. um, this is pretty big stuff. And when you look back to when you started Sleaford Moss, could you ever have imagined this incredible following that you would grow from it? Um, no, not at all. I didn't think it would get this far uh, at all. Uh, it's probably... I don't know, you know, I mean, we were a bit of a mess when we started out and it was, it was very DIY. All of us in the camp were very naive to the industry and, you know, we kind of bit our own nose off sometimes uh, to spark our faces. And I think um, in hindsight, if we'd have been taken up by a much more kind of, you know, knowledgeable organisation, we would have gone further you know what I mean in yeah. that early period but um but yeah I think I don't know you know it was um yeah it was it was weird just just I, I, I couldn't believe people like what we did <laughs> I mean I do uh, me and Andrew like it but we, we we resigned ourselves to the fact that we are who we are and you know it took 20 odd years to realize that trying to make music you know mm. Uh, and we started just being ourselves and then you know the, the picture wasn't very pretty obviously so uh, and so we just thought it, it will probably pick some traction up in Nottingham and probably get us a little bit of respect from the local music scene that at the time considered both of us to be you know whatever and um, but yeah and then it just picked off you know what I mean yeah I think though particularly now there's this I think there's an increased appetite for artists or creatives or whatever who produce something that's really raw or just really honest because it's yeah. so easy nowadays to portray something that isn't quite real. Yes. Or quite true. So I think yeah. you really get drawn to that and really soak it up. And I think you've got to be a bit to me of that. Yeah, thank you. I think, you know, I'd like to think that perhaps we carved something out in, you know, 2013. There wasn't a lot going off. There were little bits starting, actually. But, you know, um, apart from that, it was pretty dry, you know. 
And uh, yeah, you know, I think people need to be forced into the corner with it, don't they? Where they realise you can't get away with it anymore, and then they start coming out with interesting stuff. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the time, but but um, yeah, definitely, you are right. You know, there seems to be a, a growing taste for that. Yeah. Yeah. So the outlook, I guess, for the remainder of 2020 is pretty uncertain for everybody. Your US tour, has it been postponed at the moment? Yeah, we're, we're, we're meant to be doing it in October. Coachella has been rescheduled for October and we're doing the rest of the dates around it in uh, October. But I, I, can't see that, I can't see that going on, you know what I mean? I cannot see a festival of that magnitude uh, being allowed to, to, to carry on, after, especially after everything else has by the wayside. I read an article today saying there's 92% of festivals have now more or less sunk because of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Uh, it's pretty bad, isn't it? So um, if Coachella goes ahead, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Are you trying to kind of keep positive and look to 2021 or is it just like... Yeah, of course. Yeah, God, you know. I mean, we have downer days. I have a downer day. I'm sure you do, you know, but it's like, Generally speaking, I've not been that doomy at all about it. I know we're in a better position than most. Mm -hmm. I know that, uh, you know, we're quite a big band and, uh, you know, there's obviously everything that goes with that. We have a little bit of a safety net underneath us. But, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've just, you know, I've just been all right with it. You know what I mean? It's just like you've just got to press on, haven't you? Yeah, no, totally. I guess, though, you can, we take this time to kind of build bigger plans for the live shows, change anything up, like look back, reflect, or is it just kind of... Yeah, I mean, we had plans. We did Hammersmith Apollo last year, and yeah. we got a lighting show in for that. It was wicked. Yeah. And it was the first time that we'd gone proper professional, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was it put to us that we had to step it up. And um, although we were a little bit initially... Uh, indifferent about that it worked in the end you know what I mean so def we'll definitely be looking at that moving forwards without a doubt cool that'd be great to see mm. um, thank you so so much for chatting this is really great um, no congrats on the new record thank you so much for all the support you've given Rough Trade especially Nottingham over the yeah, years at any time you know dances we hope to see those again before too long mm. <laughs> Can you pick a track from All That Glue that maybe has some particular significance or is a favourite or you think is like one that the, is really special that you're really excited to, to kind of tell the fans about or show the fans? Um, Snake It, I really like. That's on the first side. It's kind of a, um, it was something we, written, we wrote about 2013. Uh, it did go out on a limited edition cassette for an independent record shop in Nottingham, but that was it. Uh, and uh, yeah, we really, I really like that tune. Uh, it again just talks about unskilled, un uh, unskilled sort of labour, blah blah blah, talking about work and the, the you know, the, the the complete lows about everything uh, connected with that. So yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm really proud of that song. So um, I would I would nominate that one. Cool, we will play out with a bit of that. Jason, thank you so much, and hopefully we'll see you really, really soon. Yeah, sure, take care. Everybody knows, dream, 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 your lonely little tit in your dumb steam. 
messes all the words, what you say? I couldn't give a toss about your godlike mate. The windy little alleys in the London town. The circle that you keep, well, you can keep a man. Everybody knows, dream, dream, dream. Lonely little tit in your dung, the steam. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.